Welcome to the Rebuild the Body podcast, where we explore ways to better understand what it means to be human, body, and soul. As we develop a better understanding of the Catholic faith in regards to being human, we can discover its impact and helping us to bounce back from injuries, setbacks, and sin in pursuit of our fitness goals and living out our unique role in building up the body of Christ. I'm your host, Marty Langlois. Let's get started. Hello, hello, and welcome back. Um, so, just a few wins I do want to kind of share with you. I said I've gotten from clients that I've been working with. First, I've been working with this client since December. Um, this individual has lost seven pounds uh, since we started working together. And we're not doing any restrictive diets. We're not doing any crazy workouts right now. All we're doing is learning to love the good, true, and beauty of her body. or helping her to recognize that value of who she is and the value of her own body. And what's so amazing with this individual is I'm starting to see um, the fruits of this in her life. Not just um, in the energy that she's starting to get. The body confidence she's starting to get, but also how it's overflowing into the development of her own coaching business and helping others with their own um, body image issues and struggles they're having with some of the transitions in their bodies as well. Um, another client at the gym uh, recently let me know that um, she uh, is no longer on her blood pressure medicine, which is awesome. And another one that uh, told me that her doctor informed her that her um, osteoporosis situation has been improving. So the strengthening, the stability, the balance training, um, all have been contributing factors for their own well-being uh, and the clients at the gym. And it's amazing to see how if you were to combine those two, the physical health and the spiritual health, bringing those two together really enhances the fruits of our well-being um, and our health from the inside out and of course rebuilding our bodies from the ground up. Um, and as I mentioned and as we're going through a little bit right now is going through the different uh, kinetic checkpoints of our body um, and identifying some of the, um, if you will, the compensations and all of that and learning ways to address those. And today we're going to start with the base support of our body, which is our feet. Uh, because the way your body moves involves a complex balance of sensory stimulation, neuromuscular control, and biomechanical stability. Um, this body, our body, as I've shared in previous episodes, is an all-closed chain of movement. And this body, our body, begins with the relationship between our foot and the ground. Again, this is essentially the base of our support and is, like I said, is derived from the contact point between the body and the ground. And why? It's so important to take care of our feet. Their job is to move us from point A to point B. And the foot must withstand a high amount of repetitive stress in the form of ground reaction forces with every single step we take. So, for this episode, 
in the next few uh, coming up, again, I'm going to be highlighting each kinetic checkpoint where their respective dysfunction has an impact on our movement and providing strategies to help improve the movement impairment. And today we're going to look at the foot. The foot and ankle complex influences the way the rest of our body moves. And like I said before, it's got to withstand high amounts of contact with ground reactive forces, momentum, and of course gravity. <laughs> uh, given the body is an interconnected chain, uh, compensations and dysfunctions in one part of the body affects the rest of the body. It is conceivable that compensation showing up in other parts of the body could be coming from dysfunctions in the foot and ankle complex. If it is not addressed, it may lead to an increased risk of injury, and that is not what we want. The ankle just so happens to be the most commonly injured joint in both sports and daily life. Studies have found that control at the hip is vital for maintaining control at the ankle. Proximal factors such as muscle weaknesses in the core and pelvis can also contribute to lower extremity alignment issues such as Foot pronation. If the hip lacks stability during functional weight-bearing activities, the femur, which is our big, big um, bone in our leg, in our thigh leg, may adduct and internally rotate, whereas the tibia, or our, where our shins are, may externally rotate and the foot may go to an excessive pronation. These abnormal muscle patterns can alter neuromuscular control and can lead to uh, injuries like plantar fasciitis, um, IT band tendonitis, and of course increases the risk of ACL tear. Um, some common postural um, misalignments that we might see in the foot and ankle are characterized by the flat feet and the knee valgus, or knee valgus meaning when the knees are collapsing inward, quite commonly seen um, in squats when not done correctly. This position of the knee uh, can cause excess stress on the muscles and connective tissues associated with the ankle joints during movement. Another impairment to notice in the ankle um, has to do with plantar flexion. And this is quite common, especially in women who wear high heels. Um, there are a few things to address um, our foot and ankle problems. First things first, check your shoes. Everybody's foot is different. I myself um, happen to have some pronation and flat feet, quite possibly due to some of my genetics. So I make sure I wear shoes to address that issue. For me, right now, it's the Brooks Adrenaline 22. Um, and there's some other shoes I've enjoyed, uh, some Asics brands and styles as well. And if you're not sure about your foot, 
go to a place like Fleet Feet, and they'll do a full assessment of your foot. You know, is it flat, your arch, uh, your gait, etc., etc. And they can help you learn what you need in your shoe to move more efficiently, effectively, and hopefully minimal to no pain. Depending on the level of compensations and complications going on with your foot, you can also look into orthotic shoes inserts. Um, and you may even be able to talk to a medical professional on getting custom orthotics as well. Um, look at what makes sense to, for you, your foot, and of course, <laughs> your budget is definitely something to consider here. Now, for the exercises to address your issues, since that is why you are listening. And we'll do this with the four phases that we've talked about. The inhibit, lengthen, activate, and integration. Um, for the first um, issue with our foot, which is for our feet pointing outward. You know, if you have the duck feet, if you will. For the inhibit phase, which is our first phase, we want to foam roll the calves, the hamstrings, and IT bands to reduce the tensions that are enabling um, ideal dorsiflexion and backward, which is our basically the backward bending of your foot, and tibial positioning, meaning working towards bringing your toes back to pointing forward. For phase two, or the lengthening phase, calls for stretching our calves and hamstrings. This will help target those respective muscles during movement and thereby enabling proper mechanics at the foot and ankle. For phase three, which is their activation phase, uh, we provide exercises to include calf raises, cable hamstring curls. And this is to uh, put some focus on the muscles that are underactive, or if you will, put it in layman's terms, a little weak. Um, specifically for the foot and ankle, we're addressing um, increased tibial internal rotation and trying to decrease uh, slowing down uh, our external rotation. Um, and there's some band exercises that can help start bringing that toe forward and also can help you better start bringing your toe up. Uh, to help you walk more efficiently and run more efficiently as well. Now, just like everything else we want to work towards in our fitness journey is we want to start bringing everything together, which is our integration phase, phase four. And we're looking at uh, single leg balance exercises, step ups to balances, uh, lunge to balance exercises, and even single leg squats. Um, this becomes possible by re-educating the foot and the ankle with appropriate levels of dorsiflexion, plantar flexion, inversion, eversion, and control over our tibial rotation. Again, addressing our shin muscles. Um, the second uh, compensation we want to talk about is the overpronation. Um, and we're looking, again, controlling our dorsiflexion and pronation aspect here. Additionally, the, in this particular compensation, when we look at the assessment, we're also noticing the knees are coming inward, which could also be a contributing factor. Um, and activating our glutes can 
quite possibly address this situation, um, which we determined in the assessment, day one. Key regions to inhibit in the first phase are, again, we want to foam roll our calves, the back and the sides are our calves, and our RT bands. Um, just like for the feet pointing out, we're trying to address the levels of our dorsiflexion and tibial positioning as well here. Again, bringing those toes pointing forward uh, and trying to address, since we're having a lot of pronation stuff, addressing bringing, being able to bring that foot back and being able to pull it up for certain movements. Uh, for lengthening, we're bringing in stretching techniques for the calves and the IT band to contribute to, again, the proper mechanics of the foot and ankle as we uh, perform certain movements properly later on in our workouts. Key activation muscles for phase three and for the overpronation would be targeting our shins and our glutes. This will help create more effective and efficient ranges of motion. Again, in regards, we're looking at this dorsiflexion, plantar flexion relationship with her foot and our ankle. Um, and this can also address the knees moving inward doing um, when we do our movement patterns like some squats. And once again, since our bodies aren't made of a bunch of isolated muscles, we need to integrate everything. And here again, we're bringing in some of the similar exercises that we were talking about with the feet pointing outward um, with some balance exercises, um, like balance and reach exercises, uh, where you stand on one foot and have the other foot reaching out a few times. You got step ups to balance, getting up on, one, on a riser with one foot and holding that balance for about five seconds and coming back down. You got lunges to balance and then you got some single leg squats. Again, these are all to address appropriate balance, stability, and strength around the foot and ankle area. And getting this alignment will um, make a difference when it comes to our knees and hips. And now for the heel rising muscle imbalance. Again, this is, this is probably one of the more common ones, especially uh, among women who wear high heels. Um, when we do our squats, we want to keep that heel on the ground but sometimes when we do our squats that heel likes to come up a little bit and so in the corrective exercising phases we want to address being able to bring keep that ankle down how do we do that once again addressing ideal dorsiflexion meaning we gotta um, bring that heel down and be able to bring our foot up our toes up and quite possibly some tightness in your quads to do this, again, we start with our inhibiting phase, phase one. We foam roll our calves and our quads this time. And this will, again, helps to reduce that tension in these muscles and to allow for that appropriate dorsiflexion and tibial positioning as we've been talking about with the other few compensations. Next for the lengthening phase, which is our phase two again, we want to do some stretching exercises for those quads and calves to help with the respective movements and proper mechanics that we are going to bring in throughout our workouts. And then we activate our interior tibialis, which is basically our shins. And that muscle is what pulls up our foot for the dorsiflexion when we walk and run. 
um, and got some great band exercises for that. Uh, and not only will this address ideal dorsiflexion, but it may also help those of us runners that have a tendency to get some shin splints. And then we integrate everything together once again with uh, single leg balance exercises, step up to balance exercises, lunge to balance, and the single leg squats again. All of which can improve the heel rising imbalances that may show up in your assessment. And within mind with those um, three main compensations, um, that, that gives us a good place to start around the foot and ankle. Uh, for the next episode, I'll bring in some more of the common issues with the foot and ankle in regards to injuries, like our sprained ankles or uh, shin splints and some others as well uh, that maybe you've experienced a few of these I've experienced myself and give you some tips on how to address those. Um, as always, thank you for listening. Uh, if you have any questions, go ahead and reach out to me either on Instagram at the Catholic Fitness Coach. You can also reach out to me through my website, www.catholicfitnesscoaching.com. Um, and looking forward to connecting with you and answering any questions you have about rebuilding your body from the ground up and revitalizing your life from the inside out. I press on and God bless you.